There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The seas are stormy, and you could use, uh, forgot the words, come on up <laughs> to the house. You hurt no. my body up inside, my oh, <laughs> uterus. Dawn! <laughs> Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop, with your host, Don McLean. From Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height. And the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Okay, uh, have you ever read any books about, like, say, Lewis and Clark or the Mountain Men or uh, any of that, where they have to get an interpreter and then another interpreter and then another interpreter in order to figure out what the other guy's talking about? Remember that stuff? Like, you got a French guy that speaks Cree, and the Cree speaks uh, this and that and the other. That's how I had to get a hold of Dawn McLean. I didn't actually speak with her this morning, um, I spec, uh, spoke with uh, an interpreter, and I had a. I actually, I didn't call to inquire about her at all. It was all about me. I had a dream last night, um, and my dream was I was driving around a burnt-out city. The first thing I saw in this city, you know that um, that high-rise squalor on Cedar, um, and uh, not Cedar and Riverside. Um, what is that called, John? It's right where the 400 bar used to be. I, I know where you mean. I don't know what well, streets are With those colored panels in the, yeah, in the building. Sure. Okay, that's the first thing I saw, completely burned out and charred. And I was driving wow. through a city that was completely, every single building, every block, everything was burned out and charred. Some of it still smoldering. I got lost. It was on the freeway system. I couldn't find my way out. And I asked the interpreter to uh, tell this to Dawn, and uh, evidently what Dawn said, the car is your body, I've heard that before, and the burnt-out city is your life. Uh, the worst wow. part the worst part is over. There is hope, but it's going to take time to rebuild. <laughs> and she hit it right on the head. I mean, she nailed it, um, as long as something wasn't lost in the interpretation. I'm not <laughs> sure. sure about that. Uh, so then, and this was a really weird conversation to have with this person because this person doesn't know me. I asked the interpreter, uh, "How are Don's private internal lady parts?" <laughs> 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 and uh, because she had the what's the surgery called? Uh, Hysterectomy. It's, yeah, it's none of our business, is what it is. That, yeah. um, uh, but she said they are on their own healing schedule. And those private inside uh, internal parts cannot be forced by sheer will or physical rehab or anything else to heal any faster than they want to. So physical therapy um, doesn't help. And she gave an example. She uh, got some narcotics-related bravado where the drugs made her feel pretty good and uh, evidently she went for a walk. And then it would take three four days to recover from that walk so when the surgeons and the doctors said it's going to be six weeks they meant six weeks and not three Mm -hmm. weeks not two days uh the good news is according to the interpreter 
Uh, Dawn is coming back to work next Yay. Monday. Yes. Yay! She will make her triumphant return at 6 a.m. Monday morning on the Jason Alexis show on My Talk 1071. And then the Krabby Coffee Shop on that Thursday, the first Thursday of the fair. Thank we, God. We might have to wait for her, John, um, which is going to push back the GL schedule. Oh, uh, no. she, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the only problem with that, I mean, we all love it, but that'll drive suits crazy. Let's oh, go. Gosh. Shut those idiots up. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, another fascinating thing about Dawn, she has learned, uh, I wrote down learnt uh, with a T, uh, she has learnt to read and write Japanese. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, she can't speak Japanese. Because that comes uh, last, she said. But she has learned to read and write Japanese. Isn't that a song? Turning Japanese. Turning Japanese. Turning Japanese. Who is that? Uh, that was Bangles. Uh, no, no, no that's uh, that was the first video, wasn't it? Ever on you know uh, MTV, I sang I that on this podcast about two editions ago and got chastised for it. Can, I'm just give us point that out. Can, give us a few bars, Ross. A one and a two and a three. Am I turning Japanese? Am I turning Japanese? I really think so. Okay, that's the, enough. I think that's vapors. how it went, right? The vapors. Yes, that's exactly the vapors. How it went. And then, and this little bit of news made me hang up the phone and discuss like I was talking to Ross Brendel. <laughs> I was informed that Dawn is going to Europe for two weeks in September. No. She's not allowed. She is not allowed. I know. What the hell? She's been planning this trip for years. It's already on the schedule. She's going. Does She's anybody- got to Anybody Sorry. want to show up to the spot anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> let's let's now apologize to the listeners in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me so, and Kenny and Ross again. So, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about the Ross factor here. Um, <laughs> but what is even the point if she's not here? Oh, yeah. You're asking me? I have no idea. You know, I think you've more than held your own in the few pods we've done without her. Well... I, you know what? I have to check my Twitter here because I was so desperate for topics this morning that I actually put out a tweet on the Krabby <laughs> Coffee Shop. Um, oh, I did get a whole bunch of. Oh, there's a whole bunch of responses here. Uh, the tweet was news from the Krabby Coffee Shop returns today, and we have no idea what's on the menu. Anyone, anybody want to contribute a topic of discussion to us? Uh, and evidently, we do have a bunch of those. I'm going to look through those as I uh, not listen to Ross. Give us an explanation on why he is ditching us on the first day of the Minnesota State Fair. Well, as you know, my role here is fairly all-encompassing. So I will be out of town and in Dallas, Texas, where I'm sure it'll be a comfortable 75 degrees and not humid at all. For a podcast convention so we can further take news from the Krabby Coffee Shop to the masses, put some money in your pockets, and win an award for this fine podcast. That Uh is what I will be doing in lovely Dallas, Texas. In other words, you'll be in a bunch of seminars that just don't matter and will teach you nothing. That's what you're telling us. Wow. (laughs) Aren't these seminars just an excuse to get blackout drunk and have Uh anonymous sex with people you'll never meet again? (laughs) 
Isn't that what that you is? You know, if I end up having that much fun on this work convention or trip, I might not ever come back. That kind of sounds like great living to me. Here, I'm reading this one cold. It's from our buddy Angie. Uh, it's your last show without Dawn. You made it, and you're coming up on your one-year anniversary next week. What a year. Please say you're broadcasting next Thursday at the fair after the GL podcast. By the way, no idea what you should talk about. Uh, I think we're going before the GL podcast, Angie. It's like um, Flock of Seagulls warming up Van Halen. <laughs> no, nobody wants to see... <laughs> Nobody waiting to see Van Halen wants to watch the flock of bleeping seagulls. Um, I hope they don't throw beers at us. Megan said that tip that TikTok waitress that made more tips when she put her hair in a pigtails and food. Does that have anything to do with me? Anything that's irreverent. <laughs> oh, Matthew, anything that's irreverent. Or, uh, ir- oh, oh ir- irrelevant. Oh, that's a big difference. That's that's what this show is. Yeah, exactly. I'd say 80% of the stories I send you to talk about are irrelevant. Uh, Mike Manny, uh, how excited Kenny is to come do the GL pod from the State Fair, LOL. Yeah. Um, you know, Megan might be on to something because Josh responded, I knew a Domino's delivery lady that made more tips when she wore her glasses than she did without her glasses. Boy, I could break that down. Oh, Wh- yeah. Women in oh, glasses. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Li- librarians. Oh, yeah. Ab- yeah, yeah. because uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. we, yeah, uh-huh. Boy, we scrimmed in the worst <laughs> leering grins I've ever seen in my life. Three, three creepers. Good morning. <laughs> uh, You're listening to news from the creeper crabby coffee shop. <laughs> Disinterested hillbilly. I think you should tell some stories from your youth. Uh, no, no. No, I'm not going to do that. My son, my son listens. He doesn't need to hear that stuff. Uh, so we actually do have a bit of a. You did the thing about you not being here, right, Ross? When I wasn't paying attention. Yes. Yep. Sadly, I will not be here for the first pod at the fair. I'm working with my representatives to be there for the second pod at the fair. What does that mean? That that you what? will be there, or that you're going to stick us with uh, that kid from St. Cloud? Uh, who I like so much, by the way. What's his name? Oh, Declan? Declan. No. You're not going to stick us with Declan, are you? No, no, I need to see if Declan can do some responsibilities for me back So you office. can be there. Yeah, okay. so I could be out there. Okay. So, uh, yeah. okay. That kid from St. Cloud, I love Never that. mind. Well, I, I, I just remember... I did answering your tweet earlier, Kenny, but I yeah. was just going to reply with, I got nothing. You know, and then at the last minute, what I always do is, Oh, let's see what that Nimrod Ross sent. We'll go through and fake <laughs> exactly. our way through a couple of his stories. Uh, and we uh-huh. actually do have a couple of interesting items that Ross sent. But first, I wanted to give everybody an update on Bridget. Bridget McCutcheon, she's the gal that's riding her motorcycle around the world. And I believe she started out on August 11th in uh, the Wisconsin city of Waukee. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> Exactly where if, she started. If you're a, a mud duck from Minnesota, you know Walkie as Milwaukee. But evidently wow. the cheesers call it Walkie. That's pretty cool. I never heard that. Is that just a young kid thing, though? The kids may say that because they're a lot oh, more cool kids. than we are. Right, right. And by the way, I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. So 
next time you insult me on uh, on social media, <laughs> refer to me as a, a Gen Xer, not Shut a up, boomer. Shut up, Gen Xer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she left, and so as far as I can tell, uh, she has a website. Do you have that website? I have that website. Hold on. Uh, it is called twowheelsround.com, two-wheels-round.com, and you can trace Bridget's um, journey, and as far as I can tell, she, uh, from Milwaukee, went down to Iowa through Iowa, Dubuque, uh, always going to the south and west, through Cedar Rapids. And was she in South Dakota? Oh, no, Omaha. So she was in Nebraska. And as far as I can tell right now, she is just north of Boulder, Colorado in Longmont, Colorado. Uh, I think I may have driven through there. Maybe not. Um, anyway, uh, and she's been posting videos, and you have the latest video. She's already, in this video, if I remember right, already changing a tire on her bike. Yeah, that is correct. This is her uh, working in the garage. It's about 9.01, and I am changing my rear tire. I'm just putting the inner tube in now. Mab is currently <laughs> legless, and... <laughs> I'm going to Colorado today. I'm not going all the way there today. It's like a thousand miles, and I don't need to do that. So it'll probably be two and a half days, and then I'm going to the um, Overland Expo there. So if you're there, and if you like, like two weeks from now, hit me up. It's about nine oh one. Yeah, that's it. So as far as I can tell, she's still in um, Colorado, and that was the last update. Uh, Bridget needs money. It looks like she's only reached half her goal. Wasn't her goal ten grand? She's right around five. Yeah. No. Uh, she's on Facebook. She's on Instagram and uh, this website I just gave out. So, if you're a motorcycle rider, if you've always dreamed about this trip, she's trying to set a world record for being the youngest. Is it female or just the youngest person? She will end up being the youngest female, but technically she'll be the youngest person. So she'll Sweet. take both records. If she makes it all the way around. And she's short of her money goal. And there's a whole bunch of countries on her itinerary that she's not sure if she'll be able to ride through. <laughs> which is a fun way to approach a trip. You're not sure if... Well... Uh, yeah. Well, for some people... Too. Yeah, for some people <laughs> it is. Um, okay. Is that enough of that, Ross? I will post that link in the show page at garagelogic.com, too. So if people want to donate, they can find the link there. By the way, I found out my sister has never listened to this show. She, she's, uh, she's um, call her a Democrat, and she's listened to GL a few times just for amusement purposes, but she's never listened to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, and I was kind of taken aback just because we don't do any politics at all on this yeah. show. And uh, so the other day, I've been going to Fargo every day for reasons I'd rather not get into. I decided to listen to the uh, the podcast we did um, where we had, uh, I think it was Nick from Otter Tail. Who Nimble had, talk. Nick. He sure. had been abducted a number of times, and every time <laughs> he was uh, abducted, they took off his nipples and planted <laughs> seeds to replant his nipples. And this was, a, to me, a fascinating interview and 100% factual, not fake in any way whatsoever. And I thought, you know. 
uh, and I thought I've got to link this to my sister; she'll enjoy this. Um, but yeah, Did she listen. I don't think she's listened yet, but oh. <laughs> I would say, wouldn't that be our best effort so far? That's the only good show. That's that's the only we've been doing this now almost a year. That's the only show I'm proud of. <laughs> wow. What about the no, one? There's been some other ones. Yeah. What about the one we got Dawn so worked up at? She was telling us all about how she despises listeners. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> but I can get that from Dawn anytime off the air. <laughs> And then, uh, since we're doing updates today, uh, Ross, you did send a couple of interesting stories. The first one, uh, the best UFO picture ever. John, do you have It's a Newsweek story? Yeah. I do, yes. This is pretty yeah. good. It's good. Uh, on August 4th, 1990, so uh, what is that, 20, 30, 32 years ago, uh, two hikers near, Cal- uh, near Calvine in Scotland took a picture of a mysterious diamond-shaped flying object hovering in the middle of the sky. For 32 years, that picture dubbed the Calvine photo disappeared from the public eye, becoming the object of speculation, theories, and myths. But now the picture is back. It's resurfaced thanks to the efforts of British journalist David Clark. Clark did 13 years of research. He's worked as a curator for Britain's National Archives and currently is an associate professor at Sheffield Hallam University. He found the former Royal Air Force press officer Craig Lindsay had held on to a copy of that picture, waiting for someone to inquire about the image. Uh, in the picture, and you can you can find it online, one in a series of six the hikers took a diamond-shaped object can be seen flying in the sky and a fighter jet can be seen in the background not too far from it. What do you, what do you think of the picture, fellas? Uh, hold on. Hold on. That? I've uh, I've got a theory on this, um, and I'm currently watching a 1964 clip from uh, the Flintstones where uh, oh, Fred is abducted by aliens. Okay. And that, cra- that craft in that picture <laughs> is the exact same spacecraft <laughs> on the Flintstones from 1964. This oh. is the most... And the story goes on and on and on talking about oh, this and gosh. how it got the, guy, uh, the, the guy that was holding on to the picture, he's old now, really truly believes in what he sees it's the most ridiculous looking ufo you'll ever see, you've oh, ever seen god i'm glad you said that i was worried <laughs> oh my you were god, it's just it. so ridiculous <laughs> the headline talks about it being the most clear image ever yeah, you and know it, what? <laughs> and it is, but it looks. It also looks like the fakest UFO you would ever the, see. The only thing <laughs> missing is the string that it's hanging from, <laughs> yeah, hanging, hanging like, from a yeah. tree. <laughs> yeah, and then oh. finally, you have to read the whole piece, and it's oh my god! You'll roll your eyes so hard you'll throw your back out. Um, the only redeeming quality to the thing is at the end they finally admit. It's probably not a UFO. It's probably some part of a government research thing, and they were yeah. trying something out. But it's like, how? So, our, our government, or somebody's government, is trying to come up with crafts that fly like this, and they <laughs> they base their design on the Flintstones from 1964. <laughs> well, here's the part about the picture that I, I thought: okay, if that is indeed a fighter jet. This thing is clearly within its eyesight, right? Oh, yeah. So, so why didn't the pilot just come around and try and see what it was? And... Yeah, or shoot it down. <laughs> yeah, something. It's a, it's a bogey. Take rid make, of it. Get rid yeah. of it. Make contact somehow with it. And I just thought, no, 
This, this is this is not a real picture. I, I think the pilot of that fighter jet was in on the uh, shenanigans. You, you know. think so? Yeah, no, he was protecting airspace or doing something. But That was something that you do in the time, I think, to grab attention, but you don't fully take into effect. You don't know in 32 years what the advances in technology are going to look like and that somebody can right. easily out you for that being a well, bogus fake. Well, here's my theory on why the photo disappeared for so long. Oh, and by the way, the, the, the two hikers that um, took the photo... They disappeared. Um, not disappeared like the, somebody made them disappear. They just, yeah. they did not come forward. Uh, the people that were holding on, was it a newspaper or yes. a, a news outlet? Uh, they, they had the photo, they had the prints and the negatives. They sent them all to the government. Right. So exactly. nobody had, so they disappeared for 32 years. And I think the reason they disappeared is because the thing is so ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy this. <laughs> I think you're correct. I'd, I'd have to go with you, that, with you on that one. Uh, now, he did say there's something else in the story that caught my attention. Uh, boy, now where did it go? Sorry, as I... Uh... Now scroll through. We've got all the time in the world. <laughs> Oh, plus it happened um, in Scotland, and we know how those those folks yeah. in Scotland well, with their monsters and everything else. I also monsters. I know I sent you the story about Dr. Avi Loeb too. What yeah. do you think his thoughts would be of this picture? Well, it's funny because we're going to segue into that story because I, you know, I talk. We talked to the guy, and he came off as very credible. Keep looking, John. I want to hear what you. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, he came off as being very crowd, credible, and I really enjoyed it, and I really want to uh, speak with him again, but he's off on a new tangent now, and I have my doubts about his chances for success. Um, evidently, oh, hold on, let me call it up, since John's busy. A meteor, no, keep looking, John. I, I got uh, it, I think. I got what I wanted. What is it before we segue? Uh, well, just that he goes through this whole rigmarole about how he thinks it probably is not terrestrial, but it's uh, something that somebody was working on here. And yeah, then yeah. His, last, his last sentence, he also admits the other option is the whole thing is a practical joke. Just to yes! take the out of here. Yes! Yeah. You there think? is that possibility. <laughs> no wonder those two hikers disappeared. They, you know, they, they've been laughing hysterically for 32 yeah, years. Yeah. And that's his other point. He says, maybe if we publish this, those two guys will come out and say, hey, that was us. We yeah. took that picture. Ha ha. <laughs> it's a fake. Like those guys that put the obelisk in the desert out in, I don't know where it was, Utah or something. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's one of those. Okay, headline, Harvard professor believes alien tech could have crashed into Pacific Ocean, and he wants to find out. Uh... Harvard University professor believes a meteorite crashed into the Pacific Ocean in 2014 and may be made of a material that one would expect to be in their favorite sci-fi movie. Avi Loeb, the longest-serving chair of the Harvard University Department of Astronomy, is convinced that this object may be alien technology or a meteorite of unprecedented material strength None of this is possible to confirm without physically studying the object. This is where you should have Dawn, uh, Dawn drop in about something about me reading an article word for word. Do you have that? Oh, you should, yeah, you should, I can you scroll should, back in the pages. You yeah. should find that. I'm sorry to put you out, producer. No, you're fine. Do your job. You are totally fine. Uh, so the professor has planned an ex expedition 
to retrieve it that will cost over a million dollars in funding from private donors. So, Are you reading that directly from the article <laughs> that you did not pre-read? Uh, well, to answer your question, Don, let me continue. This would be the first time that humans put their hands on material <laughs> that makes an object come from another star. Yes, Don, I am. And you're right. I never pre-read. What is he uh, talking about? Thank <laughs> you. I love hearing her. Um, are you kidding me, doctor? Are you kidding me, Avi? Come on, Mr. Loeb. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, I agree. How are you going to find this in the Middle Pacific? Even if they nailed down the very spot that it went in, they have to um, account for the trajectory and what happens when it hits water. Does the material float straight down or continue at an angle? And he likened the search to mowing your yard. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're just going to end up going back and forth, back and forth with some what? Do you have the story up, John? Some sort of magnets that they're going to be dragging and then yeah. pull those up and clean them off. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't proofread it either. So this is the first time I'm yeah, looking no, at the story no, also. No, that's, that's fine. Uh, despite yeah. the government releasing limited data due to national security concerns, he had discovered something groundbreaking. A paper he wrote with his students laid out what he believed to be true, but three years after writing his uh, findings, a major development confirmed what he knew all along. Um, he said that, stating explicitly that this meteor at the 99.99% confidence level came from this outside uh -huh. the solar system. Um, okay. I'm really glad I'm not here right now. <laughs> I cannot stand this. This is the dumbest story I've ever heard. Thank you. You're so right. Oh, my God. God. Even her recorded bits are uh, smarter and funnier than we are. Oh, God. She's just brilliant. Oh, man. So I, I don't know, Ross. Do you think we should book him again and talk about this, or, or my confidence level in Avi is about zero 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 one percent? Well, yeah. well, first off, I have one one thought. I think we can always reach out to try and book him. He's a big enough deal. Where great he, guy, he, yeah, great, it would be yeah, fun. Yeah, and he really dumbed it down for us, which was helpful. Second off, I think once you start going down this road of trying to prove something, don't you start doubling down on things that maybe even yourself you know might not be true. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, absolutely. But you're yeah. just, yeah, I don't want to say that he's grasping at straws, but in general, people who are looking for See, something tend to go all in. I can give you an example. Your lie about being in Dallas during <laughs> the state fair, you have now had to double down and you're saying <laughs> that you're going to get help from Declan to cover for you the second weekend. So you're just making up more lies to cover up your original lie. The request is in to one Declan Goff to cover for me. And again, it's not to cover on this show. It's to cover a responsibility I have right after this show. And the lies continue, John. Mm. Yeah. The building, lies The lies continue. are building one upon another. Yeah. The, uh, the alien My house is of, built upon lies. The, the alien stories all remind me of the old, uh, I know uh, Kenny, you and I are both fans of the late, great Bill Hicks. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he did the bit about 
Why is it always Pascagoula, Mississippi? Why aren't they landing on Central Avenue in New York City? Oh, That's what this reminds me of. (laughs) When we had Nick, the nipple guy, on, we actually did make reference to that without bringing up Bill Hicks. Yeah, because we couldn't figure out why they're always landing at night in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and nobody else sees them and on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, Okay, just one more story I want to get to. I hope I didn't. Uh, erase it. Oh, this this caught my attention, and this isn't funny, but <laughs> neither is anything else. So, Saint Paul firefighter. Yeah, thank you. Saint Paul firefighters <laughs> rescued a woman overnight after she, after she yeah. apparently fell into an open manhole on the sidewalk. The rescue took about an hour. It began around one a.m. Um, at Fifth and Washington near Rice Park. Uh, KSTP got video. Uh, KSTP is looking for information on why it was left open. Paramedics took the women, woman to the hospital. Don't you think when you step into a, a manhole, first of all, you're going to break your chin right off, right? Yeah. I mean, the chances of you just falling in perfectly and landing, pretty slim. And I bet she broke both legs when she landed. We're having some issues with sinkholes in the area that I just... Uh, purchased a place to live in very small sinkholes but now and i know this is different than a manhole but now as you guys know i worry about everything now i go to bed every night <laughs> thinking am i gonna wake up at the bottom of a sinkhole give me the city just give me the city um white bear lake is it built on a landfill i don't know that to tell you the truth the uh home is was built in 1971 and it's in a complex because our ancestors got their jollies from, much like Manhattan, just filling in waterways and swamps and whatnot, and then throwing up a development, thinking you know everything's going to be A-OK, with, without looking into the future 20, 40, 50 years. To this point, there's been two very small ones, but I'm I'm hesitant to say that it's going to be just confined to those two. So. In your yard or in the neighborhood? Uh, they are in the uh, common driving area, like people's driveways. Holy bleep, Ross! <laughs> you got screwed. They're they're con. The city's being contacted. I just want to add to Ross's uh, his frightenedness about things. Uh, Dateline, Tampa, Florida, March 1st, 2013. Hopes for the rescue of a man sucked into a sinkhole were dimming Friday as I authorities know. tried to determine whether the ground nearby was stable enough for a rescue operation. His brother said... <gasps> what? Yeah, his brother, uh, Jeffrey, the man's name is Jeremy Bush. His brother, Jeffrey, said... Jeremy said he had just gone to bed when he heard a loud noise coming from his brother's room. Help me, help me, his brother cried. Jeremy opened the door and saw that Jeffrey's bed and dresser had been sucked into the sinkhole. Yeah. He jumped He jumped in and began to dig, but heard nothing more from this his brother. This happens. And, yeah, as of the writing of this story, they have uh, no no, no idea. I'm sure the man, poor fella, you know, we lost him, but... Uh, as of the writing of this, if, he was, if uh, I tip out of the canoe because a sinkhole <laughs> swallows me alive, let it be known I will go to my next life very upset. That is um, not the way I want to go out. You've got to um, you've got to make preparations for your own dis- demise. <laughs> Get a hold of a good friend and tell him where all the 
incriminating evidence. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody uh, you can trust yeah. that isn't going to post your yeah. stuff on social media after you're gone. Those conversations yeah. have already been made, and a few of the uh, people that know of the whereabouts of any incriminating evidence do listen to this podcast. So this will serve as a, a okay. good reminder to them. Good. Also, I'm now sleeping, uh, going to bed with ice picks. You know, like they say when you fall into water, yeah. you need to have <laughs> yeah. those ice picks to get yeah. out. Yeah. I now routinely go to bed with those so I can help use them to climb out of the You know the what you hole. should do? Put a coil of rope under your mattress and, and tie it to something. Because <laughs> Tie it to, like, the ceiling. Well, well, seriously, like, if you live on the second floor of an old home, you know that thing's going to start on fire eventually. Uh, and I have a buddy that had to jump out of his second story of his home because it was on fire. Broke both legs. Um, so you got to have a rope, a handy rope nearby so you can crawl out. I did just have, because I'm having some windows installed, all the carbon monoxide uh, detectors and fire detectors or smoke detectors were tested again for, like, the third time in 10 months. We're good there. We're good there. I have a, a follow-up to Mr. Bush here. He indeed was killed. And uh, this, date li- this date line is two years later. Uh, they had torn down the house, but two years later, the sinkhole opened again. Ugh. Even though nothing was there, though, at that point. This is an so, FLA, right? Florida? What's Florida, how'd you know? Yes. Well, yeah, it's a third-world country. I, I don't understand why so many people <laughs> love going down there. 20 um, feet in diameter, so it was pretty large, and it was up to 15 feet below. Or 20 feet deep, I'm sorry, 20 feet deep. Ross, your best hope, instead of a tiny sinkhole in your driveway or uh, something below your house, would be uh, Dateline, August 4th, 2022. A massive sinkhole just discovered in Chile has authorities puzzled. And this is the biggest hole I've ever seen. And to make it really, really weird, it's perfectly round. Oof. 656 feet from top to bottom, the sinkhole that opened up in Chile over the weekend could fit the Washington Monument inside <laughs> with about 100 feet to spare. So I, wow. I'm, not, I'm not good at imagining feet, but to get that into yards, which I can see in my mind that I, I would go 656 divided by 3, right? Well, here's one for you, too. Power- That's 218 yards, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Power Tower at Valley Fair is like 210 feet tall. So if you were to turn that thing sideways, times it by 3. Uh, Ross, I'm a full-grown adult. I don't know anything about Valley Fair. <laughs> Last time I went to Valley Fair, it was it's 1978. We like to call that 8 years BRB. 218 yards. Now, I can't imagine two football fields and a, you yeah. know t- 20 extra yards. So that thing's huge. Now, the story was fascinating, and uh, I kind of cracked up about this line. It's the second line or the second paragraph in the story. Officials are working to determine what caused the massive <laughs> sinkhole near the mining town oh. <laughs> of Terra Amarilla. I think it's pretty easy to figure it out. It's it's on mine property, <laughs> and they're working to figure out what caused the sinkhole. Oh. Uh, I, I think that's just a lot. It's something to do with insurance, right? <laughs> they, because if, if they cause the sinkhole, the insurance isn't going to write the check. Uh, some of the mines nearby are being monitored. There hasn't been any movement related to the sinkhole. Uh, but this thing, how wide is it? 56 feet? Is that what I saw? Um, fifty-five feet wide. At oh no, that's the monument. Hold on, hundred and five feet wide. One hundred and five. Yeah. 
Life yeah. is so damn random. Imagine sitting down for evening dinner and before you know it. Psh- yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I brought this story up just because I was curious. But I think you have a real issue on your hands, young man. Uh, did you read the dis- disclosure before you signed the, the uh, purchase oh, yeah. agreement? A- Everything, the, the everything was vetted thoroughly, both by uh, an actual inspection. I was able to have a home inspector who checked everything, not just the home, all of the property. I am aware of what the uh, HOA is in charge of and what I'm not in charge of. I can tell you, if the home is swallowed by a sinkhole, that will be on the HOA. Did you walk around the yard with a poker? I've got this poker that I use to find tile. And it's about um, five feet long, and it's got a handle on it. And you just push it into the ground, and you can find open voids, you know, and, and hit tile. Did you do that? I, I did, would recommend doing that. I did not do that. Do you want to come on down next time you're in the area and, and help me do so? As Kenny, this might shock you. I am horrible at doing a lot of stereotypical manly things. Yeah, that doesn't surprise yeah, me at all. I'm terrible at them. Yeah, your skirt flies uh, up in your yeah. eyes, and it's hard to see. Papa Jeff, Papa Jeff taught me a lot of things. He did teach me a few manly things, but as far as going around and being Mr. Fix-It around the house, no. So, since you're not going to be there during the state fair, is it okay if I stay at your place? Uh, my whole family will be with. My sisters are in from Texas, and uh, we'll, we'll all be there. Are you cat-friendly? Yeah, we'll put the cat out. That won't be a problem. Well, don't put her outside. Well, she, yeah. She can't survive no, that's where, outside. That's where cats belong, outside. She's 14 years old with kidney disease. Don't put her outside. Oh, Jesus. Put her Yikes. down. What oh, in the hell? No, she's, wow. she's fine now. We're, we're treating it with, um, it's, it's all dietary at this point. But she's living in pain. No, according to the vet, she's not in pain. Oh, God, humans are yeah, so yet. cruel to yeah. their animals. No. I mean, you laugh at me for saying that, but you've got to put this poor thing out no. of its misery. No, honestly. Uh, Do you want I, me to take care of it, Ross? No, I don't. <laughs> I've had a couple of in-depth conversations with the vet since diagnosis, and yeah. they have assured me when she's in pain, I will know it, and they will be able to tell me. Huh. How that's much kind you- of a lie with cats. They do hide things, but it's very early stages. What's it costing you a month? Oh, um, it's at this point, it's still very minimal. Uh, twice a year, she gets a full exam for about 250 bucks. So what would that be, 500 Holy divided Lord. by 12? That's the only kitty that's going to come into that house, let me tell oh. you that right now. Yeah, 100, 100%. 100%. <laughs> you want to scare future Mrs. Brendels away? Tell them you own a cat. <laughs> yeah, that you have to give shots to every day and <laughs> no, wipe she its does, butt. No, she doesn't require anything. Put pills down No, its she doesn't require anything at this point. The just, whole deal. Coughing just, up hairballs. Have you guys? Do you remember Bill the Cat? Remember <laughs> oh, that cartoon, yeah, Bill the sure. Cat? That was the only Bloom cat. County. Yeah, sure. the only cat worth having was Bill the Cat. <laughs> you guys are awful. I t- I tell people my uh, my precious Laney Lou. She's on the two week to five oh year plan. She's, Lou. Yeah, she's got Lou? It, it could be any day now. It could be five more years. The vet told me when they diagnosed her and put her in like this early stage. They're like, she could be in this for three months or three or four years. You know, Ross, like, oh, here, great. 
the advancements in sex dolls has come a long way. <laughs> uh, they're oh, making I, these things out of yeah. neoprene, Trust and they me, talk and move. Okay, so you, you're <laughs> oh, down with that. There you that. go. Tw- you know, uh, $20,000, but The classic words of Patrick Ricey Ross. I can get you a dead cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, does Don have anything to say to us before we shut this thing down? Oh, there was one, which is very topical, and now I need to find it again. Hey, how many days until the fair? Um, um, seven? Six? Today is what? We're oh, today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wait, today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Eight days. Eight days. Eight days a week. Nope. Nope. Um, and there's a you. couple Ooh, of... I need the fair, <laughs> babe. I guess you know it's true. Are you guys ahead, done? Kenny. I think so. Uh, a couple people that we need to see um, at first day. Angie, you're going to be there, and we're recording in the morning before GL, Flock of Seagulls, before Van Halen. 11-ish, uh, 11 o'clock. Do, yeah. Do you know tea. what you're bringing for the first show that I will not be a part of? Any idea? <laughs> no, we're just going to let Dawn carry it. Yeah. We have okay. no agenda. Good deal. Good we're deal. not going to start till she gets there, and when she's done talking is when we'll wrap it up. Declan conveniently not replying to my request to help me out the following Thursday. So more to, more to come on that. The lies just pile up. Lies <laughs> upon lies. Play that music, Ross. Oh, well, now you got to let me. You got to tap dance for a few more seconds. Oh, God. What da, 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 da. It's like working with Reavers here. I'm so sorry. Except he doesn't whine, whine as much as Reavers. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm not saying anything. I'm going to let you You feel. got about eight seconds. A lot, of, a lot of songs this time. Thank you for joining us on the Krabby <laughs> Coffee Shop. We will see you next Thursday in the morning. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. The new episodes drop every no. week whenever you get your podcast. Soda State Fair. Hey, Thank you. As this music plays us out, do you want to tell everybody why this fine show was possible today? Let's get that gun locked up. Uh, DK Mags, they're the place to do it. Um, by the way, DK Mags, it's our full-service firearms gun shop in New Brighton on the web, dkmags.com. Okay, storage. Um, getting a divorce? Sorry about that, but it's about time we all saw it coming. Um, I Leaving town? <laughs> Um, selling the house, uh, have too many around, uh, kids, etc., etc. I don't care what your reasons are for storing your firearm. It's none of my business, frankly, um, other than that divorce thing. We do want to hear more about that. Uh, but whatever the case may be, DK Mags offers highly secure storage for your firearms. Do not think you can put them under the mattress or hide them in your underpants j- drawer or under the couch. That stuff never works. And this way, you don't have to worry about them at all. It's a highly secured storage facility, and nobody's going to tamper with them, and they won't be in danger. By the way, DK Mag's also buying unwanted firearms from both individuals in the States, and by estates, I mean your entire collection or grandpa's entire collection or that old man that you kicked out of of the house. Sell his guns. Um, uh, call DK Mags. They can do that. Just don't put them on an auction or try selling them yourself. What a pain. Uh, it's just a couple of things I want you to think about. DK Mags, 443 Old Highway 8 in New Brighton. A wonderful staff, great selection, fair prices. Check out the website, dkmags.com. I'm always Cindy's older sister or Marsha's <laughs> younger sister. I'm always in the middle. 
and being in the middle is like being invisible. Ross is the best. Ross is the best. Ross is the best. I'm watching Netflix right now. <laughs> On somebody else's password. 